This is music in the key of Geneva. I'm Kelly Walker. Music in the Key of Geneva is a project of the Geneva Historical Society. For several months, museum curator John Marks has been researching all kinds of music and musicians around Geneva. We've conducted interviews, which we'll be bringing to you on this podcast. One day, John asked me if I'd ever heard of the Tuesday Piano Quartet, four women at two pianos performing music for eight hands, largely for their own enjoyment. I told him I had not. John told me he wasn't surprised, even though the group, with an evolving membership, has been gathering and playing music together since 1922. I think the only reason I knew about it was uh, the fact that my church organist at the Geneva Methodist Church, Ella Cripps, was a member for a long time, and she would talk about playing a quartet. And I think it's something that you could be around for a long time and never be aware of. Um, from what I understand, it was pretty organic. I don't think they originally had a name for themselves. They do appear in the paper quite a bit, particularly in the 1930s and 40s, when the the group of the day was more interested in performance. They would go out and do things for the women's club or at churches and things. So they often appeared in the newspaper. And I don't remember offhand if they went by the Tuesday Quartet name or not. I think it just came out of when uh, when they were available. And there was even a group slightly before this. They traced their they traced their beginning to 1922, I believe, but even there was a tradition before that with people like um, Emily Jackson Nicholas, who was the daughter of President Jackson at Hobart College, and Professor Charles Rose, also at Hobart. Uh, and they were just fond of this music, and they got together and began playing it. So they were kind of the forerunners, and they also had social connections to the official group when it began. Meg Heaton, Linda Cox, Jewel Hera. My in-laws had a very good friend, Betty O'Dell, whose husband worked for the colleges in the geography department, and Betty had been a member of this group for a very long time. And Betty invited me to come for my first time when my oldest son was two months old. And uh, so I've been coming for... Uh, Seven, 30, 39 years, I believe, yes. And uh, Betty brought me to the first meeting, and I had to play Fingal's Cave, I think. I was a terrible sight reader, and I was sleep-deprived from having a baby, but I had a very good time, and they let me keep coming back, and I sat with some very wonderful women over the years. A lot of it was just uh, sort of who had the... A reputation in the community, you know, as being a, a good pianist, and and then we would maybe approach them and see whether they were interested in this sort of thing, and some would immediately, you know, just eliminate themselves because they say, you know, I'm not a good sight reader or something like that, and I don't think I would enjoy this. So we just sort of by trial and error, we've had a lot of um, substitutes, um, not so many, you know, regular, but we've had. I don't know, probably dozen of, you know, substitutes that have come in. And some have played once, and some have played, you know, more frequently than that. Uh, we had just moved here. We moved here in December of 2013. 
because our daughter was living here and we decided to retire here. But uh, I don't know, Hilda came up to me in uh, HWS Chorus um, and asked if I'd like to try it out. I became part of it through Jane Benson because Jane and I went back a long time. We knew each other a long time ago. And I always worked and it was always a dream that I could, oh, someday I could play with the Tuesday Quartet, but I had to work. I worked all my life, you know, and I thought, gee, to be able to play with the Tuesday Quartet, what a thrill. And it is, and it has been. It's oh. wonderful. Friends, friends often ask, um, they think it's four pianos. And I said, no, no, it's two pianos, four people. Um, it's hard to, and most of the music is uh, transcriptions of uh, orchestra and chamber music, which actually is not my background. I'm, I'm a church musician, uh, and I've played uh, for uh, musicals in schools and pit band kind of stuff and a lot of accompanying, but actually I would not... Uh, I'm not as familiar with this kind of music, so a lot of my instruction here is learning the music as well as trying to actually sight-read some very difficult stuff. <laughs> the pianist's chance to sit in the orchestra, because as, as pianists, we never get to play in a symphony. We, there's just never anything written for that. So, you know, we've heard all these Beethoven symphonies and Brahms symphonies, and we think, oh, wouldn't that be fun to be part of it? But there's no way to be part of it except in this group. And here, we can be the whole orchestra, just the four of us, and I feel like that is such a gift. group and leave our troubles out the door and uh, you don't know how much um, you've been helped by just friends doing something all together on uh, a steady basis and you just know you can rely on a nice hot cup of tea, a cookie, <laughs> maybe homemade if it's a good week. <laughs> I think it's easier to play and, and much better for our soul, my soul, to play with them than to go to a psychiatrist because it's it does me so much good. I have such a good time. I probably have the best time of all because I'm fairly new too. I'm just a little newer a little later than newer than Linda, just a few years a couple years before that. We have literally gone through everything from birth to death in this group. Illness. I mean, we've had, Meg and I have brought our newborn babies to quartet, and, you know, we've had, obviously, several members that have died, and we've gone through illnesses and all kinds of things. So it's always good therapy to come and play. Like many informal groups, it's about as serious as they want to make it. 
there were times, again, probably in the early years, I pick out the 30s and 40s because that's the time that I've seen some things in the newspaper about that they would work with a coach from the Eastman School of Music and there's correspondence where he would chew them out saying, you know, you're not challenging yourself enough, you're playing this piece of music when it's far too easy for you and you say you can't play that other piece of music and you're just not trying hard enough. And there were also some other professionals stepped in and locals such as uh, Nat, Nat Patch, who was from Geneva and went on to become a music professor at the University of Kentucky. Sometimes we'll, we'll notice that the RPO is coming to town and they're playing uh, Haydn's symphony and we think, oh, we have that. Why don't we play it ahead of time? So, or someone will hear something on the radio while they're doing the dishes the night before and they'll say, oh, that was so much fun. I'd like to, you know, let's, let's go through it. So that's one way. I don't... We have an enormous library of music that's been collected since 1922 when this started. And probably, you know, over 300 pieces of music. So we can always just go through the list and see what appeals to us that particular day. The very amazing thing is that some um, sometimes we have no access. There, there's a piece that we all like, or some of us like a lot, and it's not been arranged. Hilda will arrange it for someone's <laughs> birthday present. <laughs> Bob Bardeen, who was a a uh, uh, music teacher in the schools in Geneva for a long time. Um, after he retired, he did several pieces, and he had he went ahead and had them published, and they've done very well. This is essentially a group that sight reads. That's the scary yeah. thing for me <laughs> to come in here and be looking at this orchestra music and having to sight read it. These ladies, of course, have been playing it for over 30 years, uh, or at least 10, um, to come into that and not really be that familiar with the music and have to sight read it. We, I don't get, I like to practice my music, <laughs> but, uh, but it's also, but it's also the fun part because oh, yeah. we don't have to worry about, you know, getting it to performance level. We play just, just for fun. So, so what if, you know, we get lost or whatever, you know, or there's too many sharps or, or not enough. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm becoming more acquainted with all of these. I've heard them over the years, but probably never said, oh, I like that, but I didn't know the name of it. But it, it's helped me a lot in my education of the music, yeah. The women from the ori ori original group really liked Wagner, and none of us particularly had a feeling for it. Jane would always want us to play a little Wagner. She'd put it on the top of the pile when we'd be at her house, and we'd like, okay, let's play that for Jane, but we weren't really crazy about it. But I don't know, maybe it's because I'm getting older or we're playing it slower or something, but I do now see the beauty of it that I really never wanted to have anything to do with, so, yeah. I'm not a Wagner fan. <laughs> I think that's one of the most difficult things I can, that I try to play. But I generally play with, with Hilda. We play together at this piano, and I, unless I die, they're not going to get rid of me at the end of their position. <laughs> <laughs> but Meg and uh, Linda play at the other piano, and they switch parts sometimes, you know. Yes, <clears throat> Meg makes me uh, <laughs> try the top end and the bottom end. <laughs> but really, I have, my sight reading has improved dramatically since I've, 
I've started this. I used to think I was a pretty good sight reader, but playing this music is really tough. <laughs> If you'd like to learn more about the Tuesday Piano Quartet, John Marks has written an excellent piece about it at the Geneva Historical Society blog. You can find that at GenevaHistoricalSociety.com. Meeting the members of the Tuesday Piano Quartet, and I'd like to thank them for the enormous hospitality, makes me wonder what other hidden music there is in Geneva. If you know of any, please let us know. Music in the Key of Geneva is a production of the Geneva Historical Society, Carrie Lippincott, Executive Director. John Marks is our Executive Producer. Music in the Key of Geneva is supported by a grant from the New York Council for the Humanities. Any views, findings, conclusions, or recommendations expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent those of the National Endowment for the Humanities. I'm Kelly Walker. Thanks for listening.